This is Mike Kitko, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I'll never be a hustle whore or grind guru, but I do believe in having it all, health, wealth, and a life full of love. Struggle is not the goal, and sacrifice is not glamorous. I like the path of least resistance. It just takes a shift in mindset and the beliefs you hold. Do you believe that you need to sacrifice now to have what you want later? Or do you believe that you can have it all, all the time? Because your beliefs create your outcomes. I choose to feel wealthy, successful, and happy every day, and you get to choose for yourself. Welcome to Lead, Love, Profit, Play, where small business owners learn and choose to have it all and choose to create success without the stress. I want to explain something, and this is, it's a little bit of a trigger point for me, and I'm still, still triggered by it a little bit. And I'm still working through that trigger, but, but this, this topic, <laughs> this thing that we're going to talk about is near and dear to my heart. And I think a lot of, a lot of people, when they consume my concept, uh, content and they understand my concepts, they, or they try to understand my concepts, they might be getting this one just a little wrong and misunderstanding what, what the drive and the intention and what my purpose in this is. All right. So uh, let me, let's just get out of the shoot strong. I have a really fucked up relationship with the word hard. And you'll hear me say that a lot, like hard. I don't just oftentimes don't say hard. I say hard. And, and listen, here's, here's the world that, that we're living in right now. And what I see in, in these chest beater, and I am for all of you listening on audio, I am thumping my chest for all of the chest thumpers in the world and all of the like alphas. And if you have to like describe yourself and look, I've been there before, right? And I understand the self esteem issues that are behind the word alpha. But if you have to label yourself as an alpha, you're not right. But with all the chest beaters and the chest thumpers in the world, with all the people that are, you know, man, it's, there's, there's an addiction. There is a, mm, there is an entanglement. There is an attachment. There is a confusion about, about work in my mind. And it seems like what people feel is work needs to be pushing a rock uphill all the time without ever stopping until you die. And like, I guess maybe the only time you stop is when you're going to retire. And people think that between now and then, until they stop pushing that rock, that's their whole job is to just push the rock uphill as, as hard and as long and as uh, far as possible. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, guys. It doesn't make. This concept, like six, seven years ago, yeah, I was all in. Like I, I, th I was taught that making money was hard and that everything had to be hard. And if it wasn't hard, it wasn't valuable. And, and I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I like somewhere in the course of human history, somewhere. And, and I think I know when it is from, from some research that I did. Somewhere in the course of human history, we decided as a collective, as a humanity, that life 
was hard and it needed to be hard. And if it wasn't hard, you were lazy. That's, that's kind of as a collective species. This is kind of what, what we adopted and what we embraced and what we started to, to really like, I don't know. We like elevate or, or honor or glorify. We, we started shining lights on people that were working hard and like glorifying them. Now, now today I want to break down what hard means to me and why I go hard because I want to make sure that we understand the difference between working hard and working purposefully and intentionally and dutifully and and in a way that's in alignment with you and i think when when you understand hopefully when i unpack and you understand these concepts at a deeper level maybe you'll understand me at a deeper level and maybe you'll understand why i say hard and i thump my chest and alpha 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 like that shit doesn't make any sense to me right so in 2016, I stopped. Uh, I got fired from corporate because I hated my job and I hated my life and I hated everything. And I thought that I had to do a bunch of shit that I hated in order to be okay, in order to be a meaningful con- contributing member of society and in order to contribute to my family. And I, I, you know, I just freaking, I robbed, I robbed the stores of, of me physically, mentally, and emotionally in order to, to live that way, in order to do what they, they told me to do and what I was supposed to do and what wasn't lazy. And, and it ended up fucking getting me, getting a barrel put in my mouth. And when I, when I took the barrel back out of the mouth, my mouth, I decided to never do anything that, that I hated ever again. And to this day, I, it's still true. And I, I actually have people that I've hired in order to take things off my plate that I don't love so that I can do things like speak and podcast and write blogs and write content and write books and coach and teach. These are things that I absolutely love. And I, I stop doing things that I hate so that I can do these more. I hope this makes sense. This isn't just, I, I take things off my plate and then I just sit on my ass like all the time. I do sit on my ass a lot when I'm not teaching and podcasting and speaking and writing and when I'm not connecting, when I'm not engaged in a coaching session. Yes. I'm either studying. I'm. I'm being mindful. I'm meditating. I'm exercising. Yes, I, I do. I do that at those moments. I enjoy my life when I'm not actively involved and actively engaged in helping move the needle in somebody else's lot life or, or in the, the lives of people in society. When I'm not actively engaged in my things that I'm awesome at. When I'm not actively doing that, I don't seek out busy work and I don't work for the sake of working. I, I live and I grow and I evolve. I live. I, I take a, a, a portion of my life and I live without going on vacation. And I might jump from 
a coaching call into restoration, a coaching call into exercise, recording a podcast into meditation. And I bounce in and out of activity all day long where it's hitting the gas, accelerating, moving the needle in the world. And then I take a breath and accelerate the, uh, accelerate the path and move the needle in my own life. And I intertwine my life with my work. And I don't have work from nine to five and live after and live before. My, my entire life is the interweaving of, of service and developing content and sharing and teaching with restoration, with self-improvement, with self-reflection, with breaks and pauses and naps and exercising. These are interwoven and and at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, you might find me getting a massage. And at 7 p.m., you might uh, on on a on a Monday, you might find on Saturday, you might find me on a coaching call. My life is interwoven, my life and service. My life, what what benefits me and what what lifts me up and inspires me and grows me as a human being and helps me rest is beautifully interwoven with service and impact and the purpose that I that I feel that I am here to share with the world. Now, the reason I say this and the reason for this episode is because my life does not feel hard. My life does not feel hard. Now, I didn't say that I don't make a difference in this world. And I didn't say that I don't create wealth in this world. And I didn't say that I I don't serve a purpose in this world. And I didn't say that I don't have work to do in this world. And I didn't say that I'm just here to, to just be a lump on a log my entire life. But my life is not hard. Is it perfect? No. But my life is not hard. Now, back in, I guess when I was in corporate, Somewhere around the year 2001, 2002, somewhere, 2004, somewhere in that time frame, I read a book called Good to Great. Now, it's a great business book, and and it actually talks about some very awesome and powerful concepts that have helped and did help companies get from the good level to the great level. And if you go back and read it, some of those companies that were at the great level at that time have have been diminished because they didn't uphold the values that took them from good to great to begin with. But there's one concept in particular in that book, one concept that I really want to to carry forth and bring forth in this in this episode, and that is called the hedgehog concept. Now, 
If you've ever connected with the hedgehog concept, or maybe you haven't heard of the hedgehog concept, it is the concept that literally took my life from fucking brutally hard to and painful and miserable to effective, efficient, impactful, purposeful, meaningful, and most importantly, fulfilling, mutually fulfilling for the people that I serve and my own life. Now, this hedgehog concept, I want you to, and and we're actually, in my business, we're actually wrapping a logo around this. Where this concept, this emblem, this, this, this insignia that's very powerful and it's very meaningful. Now, what it is, is, you think about the hedgehog concept. Think about, I want you to draw this, this picture in your mind, three circles all intertwined with them all overlapping in a, in a place in the middle with a place in the middle that's, that's highlighted. In my mind, it's highlighted red, right? So you've got circle number one, circle number two, circle number three. They're all com- they're all like like the Olympic rings. How they're all overlapping. They're all overlapping, and they come together in this beautiful merger right in the middle. Now, if you can picture this in your mind's eye, now these rings each represent a concept, okay, and a, and a question, an intention. Circle number one is what. Are you passionate about? Now let's dive in to this deeply. I want you, the listener, to start diving deep into your talents, your gifts, your skills, and the things that that you do on a daily basis that you absolutely love. Now, this is where this is where I was all messed up. Because when I was in corporate, I would get up in front of my in front of my organization and I would give the monthly meeting and I would give the monthly update and I would talk about where we're going and what we were doing and I would share some inspiration and I would share some, you know, some some just wisdom and share help them understand some things about the business that they they didn't understand before and bring them into the you know into the closets to make sure that they understood what was what was happening behind closed doors and like when people were leaving these meetings they were all riding a wave of motivation that didn't exist when they when they jumped into that meeting space there was an inspiration there there was almost like a, an esprit de corps that was established from from the my meetings and people left in an elevated state. And I didn't understand at that time that speaking was a gift of mine. Speaking was a gift. Speaking was something that that I was really naturally gifted at. And here's the here's the the rub. I loved it. So I didn't understand that what I was passionate about was something that I was also really good at. I thought if I could do it, anybody could do it. And I thought that if I enjoyed it, it wasn't valuable. And I was wrong. I love coaching. I love teaching. I love speaking. I love inspiring others 
to do more in their lives. I love inspiring others to higher levels of wealth, success, and happiness in their lives. I love leaving somebody better than I found them. And I do that by speaking, by speaking, by coaching, by teaching, by, by creating awesome content, which moves the needle in their life. And when I did this in corporate, I didn't understand that I was really good at it because it was so easy and I enjoyed it. And I didn't understand at that point, my mind, my mindset hadn't formulated the belief that if I enjoyed it, it was valuable because I thought everything had to be ready. Say it with me. Hard. So circle number one is what are you passionate about? Circle number two is what can you be world-class at? I want you to consider that if if you love it, if it's a gift, if people get benefit from it, if people are telling you that you're really good at it, that if 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 you love it so much that and you're so good at it that people are are giving you positive feedback and and it's making a meaningful difference in people's lives, and you love it, and you enjoy it, you, you can be world-class at that. You, there's, there's nothing broken or flawed about you. And if you think that that thing that you love, that people say you're really good at, and you're really passionate about it, if, if people are getting benefit from it, and you love doing it, and you get excited to do it, you can with practice. 10,000 hours, right? Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours of practice, the book Outliers. If you haven't read that, read that. Because with 10,000 hours of practice, you can be world-class at anything. You can master anything. So if you're passionate about it and people are getting positive results from it and seeing some genius and seeing some some benefit from it, then then you stand a chance to be world-class at it Go all in and practice. Go all in. You deserve that. The second, the first circle, what are you passionate about? The second is what can you be world-class at? The third, and this is where life gets really fun, is when people will pay you for it. And you know what? There's 8 billion people in this world. They will pay you for anything. Any problem that you can solve, any skill that you want to demonstrate, any talent that you have, you will be able to create an audience. You will be able to create raving fans. You will be able to create people who do want to transfer hard-earned dollars on their side to you and think that you're earning hard-earned dollars by doing the thing that you love and that you're you're gifted and you're naturally talented at and you're passionate about. They will transfer cash. And this is where the three circles meet. It's what you're passionate about, what you can become world-class at, and what somebody will pay you for. And this is that happy red place right in the middle of these three circles. 
that when you do these things and you're excited to do this and you're awesome at it, you're, you're awesome, you're, you love just practicing at it and people are paying you for it. If you do that and, and it meets all those criteria, you will never work another day in your life. Because every day will feel like it's, it's a piece of art. Every day will feel like you're at the amusement park. This is where you stop doing and you just start being. This is where you stop efforting and you just, you just play. This is where miracles and magic and, and beauty and purpose. And this is where genius lives in the big leap in the book, big, in the book, the big leap. And I've done a podcast, uh, geez, a whiz. I'm twisting words. I've done an episode on this earlier in this, in this podcast. It's called the big leap by Gay Hendricks. And he calls it your zone of genius. It's the thing that you're naturally gifted at. You'll do it effortlessly, easily without without losing motivation, you'll do it for endless amounts of time and people get great results and people see the genius in it. And and you might be completely, it might be completely transparent to you. You might think that it has no value because it's so easy and effortless and people see so much benefit and you're like, no, I'm an imposter. I'm a fraud because it's too easy. And they're going to find out because it's not hard that it's not valuable. No, that's your zone of genius. When something is so freaking easy for you and people are looking at it like looking at you like you you are talented and you're gifted. That is your genius. And this is the center of these three circles. What you're passionate about, what you can be world class at, and what people will pay you for. Now, I want you to shift into this world. And and play pretend with me for a second. Because if you live in those three circles and you combine these three, do you think do you think that you'd ever have to work hard ever again? No. You'd work in an inspirational way. Hard work would cease to exist. And inspired work would take over. Listen, it's not that I don't believe in work. And it's not that I don't believe in contribution. And it's not that I don't believe in in doing stuff that benefits society. I believe wholeheartedly in all of these things. But what I don't believe is taking the 85 or 90 years that we have on this planet, this finite finite amount of time, and punishing ourselves, and killing ourselves, and sacrificing ourselves, and forcing ourselves to do something that, that we hate, forcing ourselves to do something that we would rather not do, forcing a size 11 shoe foot into a size 9 shoe, trying to fit ourselves into someone else's belief system of what's right for the world, fitting ourselves, trying to, trying to force ourselves to feel normal in sacrifice and in stress and in struggle. I just don't think any of that's necessary. I think there's plenty of opportunity in the world. 
There's pl- plenty of people with problems that have the problem and will pay you for the problem to solve the problem that they have that you love to solve within the hedgehog concept. Not by making yourself be who you're not, but by allowing yourself to be who you truly are. And this is where you're going to find your genius. And this is where you're going to find fulfillment. Now you can say, but Mike, how am I going to build my empire only doing what I love? The question is, why the empire if you have to kill yourself to get there? Because when you take your last exhale, nobody's going to put a medal around your your throat. Nobody's going to put a medal around your neck for for a life well sacrificed and for stress and struggle and and toil and trouble and and all of that garbage. Nobody's going to do this to you. Nobody's going to no, nobody's going to give you a trophy for struggling the most out of humanity. Why wouldn't you want every breath between now? And when you die, to be completely fulfilling and inspirational and and completely purposeful and intentional of moving the needle with who you are, who you really are, not who you're forcing yourself to be. That's what I want in my life. And and if if I've got to work hard to make a difference, then, then I opt out. But if I've got to work inspired and purposefully and doodly and lovingly, I'm all in, boy. I am all in. So I ask ask you, where are you killing yourself? Because you don't feel adequate and significant enough to just be you and succeed. What are you trying to prove? Who are you trying to prove it to? Because you've got nothing to prove and you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. But when you find your genius, when you find what you're passionate about, what you can be world-class at, what people will pay you for, man, that's when life gets really good. Because that's what I found a few years ago. And holy crap, it feels like my life is a playground. Not perfect, but I never thought I could be this happy and joyful, fulfilled in my life making a difference in in my naturally gifted way. Have you found your natural gifts? I would challenge you to do so. Guys, thanks for joining me on this time. And thanks for allowing me to share my trigger. When I hear people talking about working hard and vilifying not working hard and glorifying working hard, I go a little cross-eyed because that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Work inspired. In my mind, Inspirational work is never hard. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want to learn more, go to www.innerwealthglobal.com for more tools and resources.